strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Hi, and welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Robin. And I'm Jen. And on this week's Notorious Knowledge, I am going to talk to you about the worst shipwreck of all time. Robin, any guesses what ship this is? No. I mean... So you probably... I'm sure you've heard of the Titanic. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of the Lusitania. Yeah. But the ship that I'm going to talk about is the MV Wilhelm Gustloff. That's a mouthful. It is certainly a mouthful. It is a German mouthful, to be very specific. And even more specific than that is a Nazi German mouthful. The ship was built in 1937 in Nazi Germany and was intended to be named the Adolf Hitler. The ship was designed to be an ocean liner and was an important part of Nazi propaganda. Built to be luxurious and impressive, it was a symbol of the future of relaxation and luxury that the Nazi party promised to Germany. With the onset of World War II, however, the Wilhelm Gustloff was used as a hospital ship, then as a barracks, and finally it was used to evacuate German soldiers and civilians from East Prussia as the Soviet armies began to advance. But on January 30th, 1945, the ship pulled out of a port in Poland carrying an estimated 10,000 refugees that were desperate to find safe haven. These were men, women, and over half of them were children. That night, a Russian submarine fired three torpedoes at the refugee ship, and barely an hour later, the great ship had sunk. Icy conditions had rendered many of the lifeboats useless, and the life jackets couldn't save the passengers from the frigid waters. Very much like our friend the Titanic. An estimated 9,400 people perished. So, that is the unequivocally the most fatal incident that has ever occurred at sea. That's insane. And very few people have ever heard of it. So, you know, we talk about like the Lusitania spawning like World War One, mm-hmm. and we talk about the Titanic and how it was this unsinkable ship. Um, this was a very similar situation. It was built to be this like super fancy, luxurious cruise line. You know, it's like, hey, everyone, you're going to get on like the Adolf Hitler ship and you're going to have like velvet and you're going to eat caviar and drink champagne. Um, and then because of the war, it was utilized in a different way. And these refugees were caught in the crossfire. It's easy to look at Nazi Germany and forget that there were, you know, just children, mm-hmm. you know, that had nothing to do with the war. And it's a total bummer. But that is the sinking of the MV Wilhelm Gustloff. The worst shipwreck of all time. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash narratives and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash narratives to get started today. Today we are going to talk about the cave burials of Indonesia. I think I know this one. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> well, sit down, sit tight, and uh, let's. I'm get sitting to it. down. So, <laughs> I'm ready. My body You're is ready. You're sitting down. Okay. So, Tanatarhaja is a region of Indonesia, South Sulawesi, actually, and it is known as a beautiful mountainous area, and is the home of an indigenous group called Tarhajans. The Tarhajans believe that the most important thing about life is death. 
and have established some of the most unique and complex burial rituals in the world. So heads up to all those who are listening. The practices that I am going to speak about can be somewhat shocking and morbid, but the tale of the Trajan death rituals are one of the biggest celebrations of life that needs to be told. If you're going to get sensitive, just turn it off. Yeah, there's And go on to the next episode. Please don't, but if you have to. (laughs) If you must. (laughs) Trajan people work extremely hard in life to gather as much wealth as they can for their dead. They hold elaborate funeral rituals, which is considered a symbol of their wealth and prosperity to those both inside and outside of the community. The biggest and most lavish festivities are reserved for the ones in noble standing within a community, but the last pure-blooded Trajan noble to be buried was actually in 1972, and the event was so extravagant that it was documented by National Geographic. I love it. So that's how intense these funeral arrangements are. I want to go to a library and find that issue. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the care of the body. So they believe that death is not instantaneous, but rather it can take some time. So months or even years for a person to fully pass over. Their afterlife is called puya, and the only way that they can pass to puya is only after the body has been buried. Until it's time for the deceased to be buried, the body is kept in the family home and is treated as a makula, or also known as a sick person. So it's just... It's dead in their home. Just chilling. Hanging out for months or years. Is it embalmed in any way? I'll get to that. Okay. You know I have questions. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the... uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends. So for me, it's, you know. Trying to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to (laughs) podcasts on. Yeah, podcasts, homecasts. Your your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. So in order to prevent the body from decaying... Okay, thank you. Traditionally, it is wrapped in blankets and preserved with herbal elixirs and smoldering fires, but this tradition phased out, and the bodies are now preserved with falming and injections, which is formaldehyde and water, which results in mummification. The deceased is normally kept in a room at the back of the family home, facing south, where Trajans believe heaven is located. The body is tended to by family members throughout all hours of the day for months or years while they prepare financially and emotionally for the funeral and burial. When they say tend to the body, what what exactly does it require? So every day the family will visit the body, have conversations, bring it food and drinks and water for about four times a day. They do this out of respect for the deceased on the premise that even though they are makula, their soul remains in the house, and as they continue to stay there, they are still a part of the family. Even visitors come to visit the home and introduced to the deceased. They tend to the body, they clean, they dress, and they act as if it's still human. 
So they're not like human, but still alive. Wearing jammies. It's all. It's like it's getting still... like a night cup of chamomile. Yep. So, question about the eating and drinking mm-hmm. because, like I said, you have you have delved into like dead bodies and funerals, which I'm going to have a million questions about. Mm-hmm. So, do they actually pour the liquids? No. Into, or no. do they just offer it? Offer it. It's an offering. Okay. So it's just like, hey, Grandma, here's your chamomile tea. I know you really like <laughs> no, it. No, that Make sure nothing's rotten. No, they do tend to it. They do clean it. They do dry it off if it's humid. They do dress it in different um, different outfits in their own clothes. Then when people come over, they introduce them. Hi, this is so-and-so-and-so-and-so. They respectfully say hello. Sometimes they sit around it and have a cup of tea with the family, and they're deceased. They act as if – they act kind of – as if it's a, a loved one in a coma. So in there's the a home. huge part of me that thinks that this is super cool. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a 10% part of me that's like, this is fucking crazy and gross. But that's the real Western, like, white I... girl that can't quite <laughs> get over the fact that it's just a dead body in the room. But I mean, you know, I've worked in the morgue. I can cut up a person, like, with the best of them, but... It's just chilling. Yeah. And, I mean, and it, culturally cool. If I went to a person's house and they were like, hey, we're going to have tea with grandma and they just show me a corpse and I'm not prepared for that. Feels like feels like um, it might be a little off putting and a little uh, scary, especially if you're not prepared for it. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that this is a pretty small uh, village. Everyone it's a small it. population yeah. and they know that yeah. if you go to a person's house that has had someone that has just been like died recently that you're gonna yeah probably and sometimes meet. there's actually um or maybe you met them in life and now they're just dead and you just visit sometimes there are things outside the home to say that oh you know we Warning. have we, ha- yeah, we have a deceased here you know we are saving up for the for the funeral and it's just more of an aspect of respect but it also attracts visitors so they want they want everything they want to hey we have this going on so they actually want you to come and meet they're dead. Yeah, absolutely. So they attract you in. So if we went there on like a vacation. They would love it. And we walked through the village and they had that sign out that was like, you know, welcome for like open for business. Come hang out with it's our It's not open for business. But, but they do I take mean, donations know, like, because there are sacrifices right, trying, made. No, because there's sacrifices made during the rituals. That I'll well, get into yeah, it. Yeah, they're also trying to save money for the funeral because mm-hmm. it's incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we could be like, here's five bucks, I wanna. No, I don't think they'll actually take the money. It's well, more it's a donation, of a, right? Yeah, but they'll they'll take donations in other forms, which I'll get into. So we'll buy them a chicken. So when we actually, go there, we're gonna buy them are... a chicken. <laughs> chicken, chicken can be one thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. See, so let's talk about the celebration of the deceased, shall we? Let's let's do that. So a tao tao is a carved wooden or bamboo sculpture of the deceased that is usually commissioned upon death. Tao translates to man, and Tao Tao translates to men or even statues since it has double meaning. Traditionally, they were only carved to reveal the gender of the deceased, but they have become more and more popular and extravagant, and so now the likeliness of the deceased is expected, as well as being dressed in an outfit that was owned by the person. So basically, when someone passes away, and depending on their status in the community it can take months to years before an actual funeral ceremony has begun and that also has to do with the tao tao because it can either be somewhat carved 
to resemble the, the, the deceased or the longer they have, the more delicate features and more things that they can add on to it to resemble the deceased. So at a cost of over $1,500, they are an expense that is usually reserved for those with higher standings within the society. And once they are created, the statue remains with the body and then is transferred to lookout above the cave grave entrance at the time of the burial. The Tao Tao are thought to protect the dead and watch over the living. So there's one part that if you look this up on the mountainous side, you're walking down towards the caves and there's an entire mountain that has these wooden sculptures of just people that look like someone who has passed in their clothing, standing and watching and looking down on you. It's actually pretty, pretty fucking cool. And alarming and creepy but cool <laughs> i think it's very cool okay so now we're going to talk a little bit about the funeral so as i mentioned before the wealth of the family will be evident in the funeral ceremony and families can take years to gain the money as well as obtain the sacrificial animals that are required before the funeral is performed a minimum of six water buffalo are sacrificed at the Tarhanja funeral and can be as many as 100 buffalo for those that are thought to be noble people the buffalo costs about 100 million rapui each, which is equivalent to 7,180 U.S. dollars per water buffalo. It's a lot of fucking money. And you were saying how like donations, people would donate a buffalo. I'm not fucking donating a buffalo. That's uh, too expensive. I can maybe get a chicken. But you have to bring two. I'll bring two. So the Rajans uh, believe that the water buffalo help take the dead to Poya and that the buffalo will make the journey even quicker. The buffalo are slaughtered by having their throat cut to release the spirit, and the horns are then removed to decorate the front of the deceased family's home. Guests to the funeral often arrive with animals such as pigs or even buffalo to be sacrificed as a gift for the dead relatives. These donations are recorded in order to be repaid at a later date when a member of the family dies, and until then, there is an unbreakable bond between the families. Yeah, it's good that at least like what goes around comes around, you know? Like, all right, well, I'm going to give a buffalo to the Smiths, so... I was like, oh, man, we, we owe a buffalo to the Smiths now. Oh, shit. You know, Grandpa Smith died. We owe them a buffalo. So other things happen at the funeral ceremony as well, such as a cockfight, or also known as Bulligan Longdong. The cockfight is... I'm sorry. <laughs> you weren't going to get Longdong past me. I don't think long dong. you didn't expect to get <laughs> long dong past me. That's did why you? I told you to bring two cocks with you. <laughs> the cockfight is considered sacred because it involved the spilling of blood on the earth. The tradition usually requires a sacrifice of at least three chickens, but it's also very common for at least 25 pairs of chickens to be set against each other as part of the ceremony. So there's just 50 chickens going to just town. running around muck. Okay, so there is something called the the Rambo Solo. Rambusolo is actually the official name of the funeral ceremony and can take place in the dry season between the months of June and September. This occurs either outside the Tangkoran, which is a traditional house that's located in the village, or in a field at the, at the ceremony site, which is called Rante, where bamboo structures are put up for friends and family to watch the festivities. During a funeral, there are lots of wailing, crying, singing, and dancing. And when the animals are sacrificed and a cock fight starts, the festivities get even louder. The meat from the animals is eaten as part of the death feast, with the extra meat split between the families and, and taken home, sort of, like a goodie bag. 
the like a goodie bag, <laughs> she bag. says. Like a fucking favor. Like I mean, at least the meat's going to use because I'm like, yep, I'm no, sorry. everything, everything is being used. How many buffalo? Like that's a like a buffalo. How much does a buffalo like feed? A lot, I would think, right? Yeah, and some, and if the, the more noble you are, at least 100 buffalo can be used at your uh, that's, as sacrificial. That's yeah. superfluous. Meat for years. <laughs> Do they have freezers? I don't know. These ceremonies are so popular that. They have people from other areas around the world to come and join them. So they give away this old everything. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, so 100 buffalo, it's a lot of meat. It's a lot. But you don't really know how many people are actually there. to 100 the... chickens. There's mm-hmm. also pigs involved. Some pigs. Yeah. So the Aluk religion is actually called the way of the ancestors. States that only the noble person should actually have a death feast. But it has become the more normal part of all funerals except for ceremonies for children and low-status adults. The festivities usually range between two days to two weeks, depending on the deceased. After the feast, the body is then placed in a ceremonial palaquin, or a structure shaped as one of those traditional houses. And it is then carried by many men and accompanied by the people of the village on the way to the burial site. So now, the burial site, let's talk about the caves. The dead is traditionally buried in a hollowed-out cliffside grave that can sometimes be as high as 30 meters off the ground. These caves have been hollowed by specialists who carried out the work without the use of any harnesses or safety nets in exchange for very little pay. Sometimes they are even just given buffalo as compensation. Apparently, the higher up the body is buried, the higher the status of the deceased, and are buried with symbols of their wealth, such as gold. The bodies are deliberately placed in a hard-to-reach place to discourage grave robbing. This sometimes included hanging in the coffins from the side of the cliff, where it remained until the ropes snapped or the coffin disintegrated and the remains fell to the ground. The lower your status, the lower... bad day to be walking by. <laughs> How'd you right? get a head injury? A, a femur? Head. <laughs> <laughs> flying headbutt, skull, femur, fracture, oh, pelvis. injury. The lower your status, the lower in the cave you are buried. But no matter what, you are always buried above the ground. This is because the earth represents mother, who then gives life through the land, and to bury bodies in the ground would defile the purity. It's a little sad subject, but um, here is a brief description of the death of children. Hmm. Babies and young children who have not yet grown teeth at the point of their death are not buried in the same way. They are wrapped in cloth and placed into a hollowed-out tree trunk and then covered with a palm door. The Rajans believe that when the tree begins to heal, the child's essence will then be one with the tree. So I think that's awesome. I think it's beautiful. Ah. If the tree do- if the tree continues to grow, then like if this like giant hundred-year-old tree, like and like your baby's inside there, even mm-hmm. if like your baby didn't make it, because I mean I'm not sure what their, you know, maternal fetal medicine situations like, and you know what their child infant survival rate is, but because I mean to not have grown teeth, you're like less than six months old. What I thought was, I don't want to say pleasant because nothing about it is really very pleasant. I mean, but no one wants to think about a dead baby. What but if I you want to think was, about it, and like. What I thought was beautiful about it, though, was all of the deceased are buried high up in in cliffs. 
Um, and then you have the Tautu uh, like outside looking down. So all of these loved ones that have lived their lives, right, to like to the max, they are buried high, high up in the air and they're looking down upon the trees. Yeah. And then so you have all these people up up top and they're looking down and seeing all the beautiful, glorious trees below them. Right. So I think it's kind of yeah poetic in a way, right? It's pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. So there is something called the second funeral. The, As if the first one wasn't enough. The Manene Festival, carried out around August, is translated as ceremonial cleansing of corpses. It is also referred to as second funeral. This is when the relatives of the deceased remove their loved ones from their final resting places to clean the body and dress them in new clothes. During the ceremony, the corpses are often ex- exhibited in the village and paraded around the streets. And this is where the term the walking dead comes from. Shut your mouth. In terms to this event. They do this out of the greatest respect for the dead and often bury them with more money, clothes, cigarettes, and other things that they would need in the afterlife. As if they're like a high school goth girl. Don't worry, we're going to send you over there with coffee and plenty of clothes. While it is possible to visit Raja any time of the year, if you really want to witness this, this Rambu Solo or Manene celebration, it would be best to time your visit between August and September because the Tarajans are happy to welcome visitors for the festivities and believe in that international visitors and attendance will increase their status in society. It's also that they welcome people. They welcome everyone. Here, have some more buffalo. Yeah. You want to watch a cockfight? We're going to watch a cockfight. We're going to clean some dead bodies. We're going to give them some fresh clothes and clove cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna have some do some light whittling. Oh, you know, yeah, to make some a casual, Absolutely. Some casual whittling, and you know, we're gonna hoist, hoist up a coffin, and uh, that's gonna we're gonna call it Throwing a day. Throwing in the air, yeah, sounds like a time. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely go there for this whole. I actually, I would too. Yeah, I mean, if I ever had reason to be in Indonesia, this would be the best reason for me to ever probably be in Indonesia. I mean, if you definitely want to go, you have to go between August and September. If I was going to go, why would I go any other time if not to actually be a part of this? And that is the Cave Burials of Indonesia, the best party in the afterlife. Just another notorious narrative. If you enjoy our episodes, you can also go to patreon.com slash notorious narratives, where you can access exclusive content. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to be notified when a new episode is available. Keep it weird and never stop exploring.